Hello and welcome to the Gossip Stone podcast, where we cover the Ocarina of Time randomizer. We do focus primarily on the racing and the competitive scene, as well as various other related topics for the community as a whole. This week, joining us is Tresco. Tresco, how you doing? What's up? I hope, uh, yeah. In case anybody doesn't know me, I know I'm I'm still new. Um, <laughs> I'm the admin of the OTR Discord, and apparently I'm the owner of the OTR Discord, as the new kids call it. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. I thought you said you were still new then, and I got really confused. <laughs> yeah, I am. Oh yeah, yeah, just new new to this whole community and yeah, it's, learning the ropes it's a bit. still learning stuff. Alright, so we kind of teased this episode a little bit uh, in the public channels. It was a long time coming, but we're going to be talking about, a f it's a wide-reaching subject, I think, but we're going to be talking about kind of community involvement as a whole, uh, whether that's ways that the community can help the runners more, whether that's ways for people to get more involved in helping the community, how the community looks from an outside perspective, how it runs on the inside, kind of a fair few topics. And we kind of, from our end, we like, I feel like it's worth saying here, I, you know, was a mod, was part of the Chamber of Sages. Uh, Soda, you applied to be part of the new Chamber of Sages? I did indeed. And so that was kind of our reasoning for us to being here is like kind of that perspective from both sides, the kind of wanting to get more involved and having already been involved. And then obviously, Trez, I'm sure you have kind of a lot of thoughts on the direction that the community is going in right now and where it should still be going. Sure. Uh, so... I guess the best place to start off with, um, first and foremost, is obviously there's been some big changes in the community recently. And I, I guess it's probably a good idea to give a little bit of insight into kind of what's happened and why. All right. Should I, should I just give like a quick rundown of what I think what happened and what I did? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess you all noticed by now that um, the entire staff and the um, first iteration of the Chamber of Sages was let go, you could say, or was removed. And um, I might need to explain how this came and what made me come to this conclusion. Um, in the past few months or over the past year, you probably want to say, um, the OTR community changed. Um, it's now around two and a half years old. And uh, when it started out, it was like a really fresh new thing that grew insanely quick. Um, I came in just shortly after the start. We started doing tournaments and restreams and the community grew bigger. We got otrandomizer.com, which blew up, which has like 500,000 views a month. Um, and when communities grow like that and at that pace, it's really, really hard to keep the structures that are always needed 
um, up to the standards that you require and make them grow in the same way. Um, and I believe that's something that just never happened. Um, when I pulled the trigger basically a few weeks ago or two weeks ago, um, we were at a point where many community members felt let down, not welcome, uh, where newcomers felt like they are not really uh, welcome in a community and that people don't really have much interest in helping them becoming a part of the community. And in general, the atmosphere became really rough. Um, I, you, can, you can see it in the, in the support channels in a general um, atmosphere and attitude of staff members um, between racers and the biggest wake-up call in that regard, mostly for me, was like the creation of the Scrubs and Silver Gauntlets communities or side communities that basically had the same ideals that we had in the beginning of the community, but actually were able, due to their size and their like fresh approach, to actually pull through. And we, at the same time, were really like getting slowed down. We were basically paralyzed and couldn't really change. Like we had our patterns and it was basically impossible to break out of it. Um, the creation of the Chamber of Sages a year ago was, or, or like almost a year ago, was our attempt of breaking out. But as you all and many racers noticed, um, it worked out great in the beginning, and then everybody fell back into their patterns, and um, a few, few people became members of the chamber to push their agenda, which was mostly a really good one. But then it kind of fell apart, and there were a few people that tried to keep it alive, but there wasn't like the initial burn anymore, the fire anymore. Um, and that's pretty much the whole story. Like everybody got really fed up with stuff, mods were really inactive. Support was really like annoyed by stuff and uh, kind of forgot to keep it personal and nice at many in many times. And that's where we uh, that's where we are right now. Um, I talked to a few people that luckily approached me. Um, the first person to point out in that regard is ATZ, who now became my uh, my second in that regard, um, who actually decided to come ahead and approach me with stuff. And um, a few people, especially from the racing community, just talked to me and showed me like examples of everything that's going wrong. And we had a long talk, and my decision was, okay, this is, I failed, my staff failed, the people that decided to help the community just forgot what this is about and forgot what uh, our duty is, which is to serve um, the community. And so I told them, hey, folks, we are pressing the reset button here. Um, everybody has the same chance, but nobody's a given. Everybody will be removed. Let's start over. And um, that's what happened. And we are expecting to pick a, few, a new set of staff members soon, and I hope that they will uh, show and prove that we learned and that we are happy and willing to actually adjust because this this is not just some random yeah let's like throw a curveball and now everything will stay the same after we reselected staff that's not what i want to do i actually want to see stuff changing and that's basically the gist of it 
I want to say. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I, I guess from my perspective as well, I want to just say, like, I can definitely see that you, like, I guess pretty much anybody who's involved in the community at this point could see the fractures. They were like, the problems were there. And I think people varied on how bad they thought those problems were. Um, but yeah, it's definitely looking like a step in the right direction, at least. Um, so within that, I guess, this is kind of an opportunity to talk about the ideas, the, to how to push forwards and how to improve things, and partially to spark some discussion, to get other people thinking about how to get more involved or how to approach things if they have a problem somewhere. Um, so I guess first and foremost is how can people get more involved? How can people help out more? Uh, and I think one of the first things I want to touch on here was um, expectations and kind of how people saw the management of the community before. Um, prime example of this is the Chamber of Sages. This is like the the biggest example of this was the chamber public talk and the number of times that people would go with problems that weren't the chamber's like territory, I guess, or times that even the chamber didn't know whether we were meant to be dealing with things at certain points. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that came to mind for me, so I, I will say this now, I'm going to come right out and say this. This is like something I thought about quite a lot. Feel free to yell at me if I'm completely wrong on this, because I was part of the chamber for a year and I probably should have known this by the end of it. But as far as I could tell, the idea was that the chamber would create the racing rules and the tournament rules, and then the mod team would enforce those rules. And it seemed like there was a lot of confusion specifically around season three, where when those rules were broken but not like so when the season three rules were broken but not community-wide rules it was a question of like okay who deals with this yep um and i guess part of part of my view here is like it's really difficult for people to get involved or people to approach with a problem or an idea if they don't know where they're going to begin with yeah, that was one of the main problems the the chamber faced, I believe. That um, the the getting getting things things set up and starting up the first chamber was kind of rushed, and I think that um, we didn't quite think about all the scenarios that would be important for the chamber to decide on, um, and that's one of the things that you you just touched on. I don't quite think that anybody really knew is this now if this, this is now a, a staff topic a chamber topic are the mods uh, deciding this are the mods just in um basically enforcing what the chamber decides um and it kind of led to like a case by case scenario where like everything was handled differently um which is really problematic 
And this is the main reason why I think that just electing a second chamber would have been the wrong choice as well. Um, I think there needs to be a better and especially a more transparent um, concept first um, to actually prevent what you just described. I couldn't give you a reply to your uh, question either, um, who was definitely in charge there, because hard to say, really. That was probably, you know, from my perspective as pretty much solely just a racer, uh, but I race a lot. So I've, I've seen a lot um, with, with how it's gone. And mostly, at least from how I've seen it, is it seemed to work for a lot of things, but then some things, you know, like kind of like you're saying, I think the, uh, the authority wasn't quite spelled out. Um, part of that, I think, comes from, you know, maybe it was rushed. Maybe you could have spent a little bit more time figuring stuff out like that. But, you know, regardless, I think, you know, when you start anything, there's going to be uh, rough patches and things like that. Not to excuse any, like, you know, shortcomings shortcomings that the uh, ch chamber had but um you know at least for me um yeah i kind of did have that problem of i didn't quite know exactly what each like individual member of the chamber like thought about something necessarily um which i mean it's kind of the point but you know like if i asked one of them hey like what do you think about this they'll be like well this is kind of what the the chamber will decide on and you know We'll go from there but you know then on other things you know that i would think fall under something else maybe i don't know it's not really spelled out um you know the, the kind of mismatch in expectations i think is really uh kind of central to that i think yeah the other big example i can think of from like the chamber side was towards the tail end of the chamber there was a point where uh it was the new version of project 64 and we had to test it for racing and half the chamber were there because, you know, like, I, so from a very personal perspective, I joined the chamber originally because I was like, I want to help with tournament organization. I've been hosting tournaments, like, since I was, like, 13. So I was like, I want to do tournament stuff. I can't even set up RetroArch. There is no way in hell I should have been looking at PJ64 settings and, like, what was allowed for racing and what wasn't. And it was this kind of, again, awkward bubble where it's like, it's it's racing rules, which is the chamber's side, but it's it supports, like, knowledge base. And that kind of came together with, like, a bit of help from both sides. But there were a lot of people in that who were just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and I guess part of it is, yeah, figuring out who to go to for what and really narrowing down those roles so that not only people looking in know who to ask if they have questions or if they have a problem or whatever, but also so that the people applying know what they're applying for. Yeah, um, that's that's part of what I just talked about, about the, the chamber and their responsibilities not really being um, thought through enough, I want to say. Um, I mean, in the in the case of Project 64, the main idea was that um, the chamber can rely on the support from people that do know their stuff, like support, like mods, like dev developers, 
and then make their ruling based on the information that they get, um, which still seems like a decent approach. It just didn't work because staff was mostly inactive at that point. Uh, same with the um, chamber at that point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, yeah, that just didn't work out. But you're you're absolutely right that it should be just set in stone, basically, and there should be like a guideline. And that's generally a, a program that the OTR Discord has. Um, stuff should be just ironed out and then be documented somewhere so people know what they refer to and they um, they that they have like a guide that they can follow when there's stuff like this. Um, it's not hard to do. It's just a bit of work that nobody, and that's mostly of my failure, I want to say, um, ever put in. And that should be done for the next iteration, for sure. I guess, so something that's like on a pretty similar note to this uh, is using the, the Discord, like using the Discord server. I know that it's been a big talking point, mostly in terms of like the back channels and like a lot of the staff channels were very talkative about how kind of cluttered the server is and how just how many channels there are now, which there kind of has to be when the community grows this quickly. It's actually funny. I was writing up notes for this podcast and I was like, wow, there needs to be like a dedicated list of exactly what each channel is meant to be for. And then I found out that that does actually exist and nobody just, just nobody seems to know about it. Yeah. <laughs> Lost, Lost actually put a lot of work into that. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I went digging for it, I found this list. But the funny thing is, I feel like it's something that needs to be. And so again, I guess my my point on that was originally like, oh, does this list need to exist? And I was like, oh, it does. Oh, I should have probably known about that. And then I was like, but nobody else seems to either. Like, I've never seen it mentioned. And whenever anybody asks for advice, they'll point them to this channel or that channel or this one. And it's kind of one of those things where actually drawing more attention to, I, I'm trying to think of a way of phrasing this, but kind of like a helping people help themselves, send them to where they can get the help as opposed to just where they go for this one particular problem. Yeah. It's, it's quite hard to concept something like that um, just with the structure that Discord has, like basically being a chatting tool. If you had actually like a still, uh, still like in back, like back in the old days, just an, a bulletin board or like a forum, like a PHPBB forum or something, then you just have like the top forum being like rules and announcements and everybody will see there's like, even if they're not online when it comes, there's like a new post there. And that was a little more helpful because like you could see the last message of every single category if you want. Um, and that's just something that's hard to like replace or like mimic in Discord, I think. But the approach obviously is the right one. I fully agree. Yeah, like when I was looking through, I was like, I read through that list after, so I was like, oh no, actually. This is this is perfect. This is exactly what was needed. And a lot of people just kind of skimmed over it, so nobody's pointing newer players to it. Um, the only exception to this, I think, and this is like a really minor, minor problem, I think, is uh, bot commands. 
the bot commands are, I think, notoriously difficult to dig through a lot of the time. Um, partially by merit of, again, looking through the list of channels, if you go in going, oh, I want to find out more about racing, there are like two or three channels that will give you advice on racing before you get to bot commands and all of the roles for racing. Um, if you just see the list of bot commands, you can't tell which ones are which necessarily. Like everything's just kind of thrown into a list and you don't know which ones are like meme posts and which ones are like support, like setup help and which ones are gameplay help and which ones are racing roles. And um, I don't personally know if there's a better way to handle that. But I feel like there has to be a better way to handle that. It's funny. It's the first time I actually hear that, but it's a perfectly reasonable point. And I it's didn't not think even... about it until I was looking through stuff for this. <laughs> it's, not, it's not even hard to do either. Like, um, basically, the, the world management has been abysmal ever since the start of the server. And it's mostly because I never got around to making it like more accessible. Um, so that's definitely something. I mean, there's, there's plenty of ways to do it. Um, and that should be done. Like next to the welcome um, post where we have like a description of all the servers, um, that it would be super easy to just have like uh, a second post that actually describes the roles and how to get them, um, which would be a lot easier and like more accessible than what we currently have. Uh, where you basically need to know the information to actually get it, which is always dumb right yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like you know i've seen it handled elsewhere with like pinned posts explaining exactly what's what but then not everyone who comes in knows to check the pins and you still end up with this situation where you have to know what you're looking for before you can find the thing you want We've had the same problem with the random settings channels. Um, like when you have some of the channels just like blah, 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 results, blah, 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 general, like people will just see that automatically. They won't even read the, you know, what category belongs to sometimes. So like when you, whenever you have a lot of kind of, a lot of groups like that in the, in the server, I think it can lead to a lot of confusion. Yeah. Like, you, you, Yoshi, you talked about how the server is insanely crowded and how there's way too many channels. I, I, whenever I look at the Discord, I think, boy, this is so awful to navigate. I just, every time I try and every time I ask people um, to try, we didn't come up with a solution that offers the same amount of structure, but it's not as awful. It's, we just have too many channels. And to BH, I do not really have a solution for that yet. Um, yeah. But I, I get a new staff now, so I can just ask, say, hey, staff, figure this out. <laughs> I, I will say, I think it's cluttered as it is, but like, I don't know if there's a way to solve that. I think any way you look at it, there are going to be a lot of channels. And the only thing you can do is make it so that the more kind of like newcomer friendly ones are nearer the top so that they're noticed first. That's the only thing I can think to do. So I guess that brings us on pretty neatly to 
one of the uh, kind of aforementioned problems is the newer community members and newer people coming into the community. Obviously, this is, you mentioned earlier, the kind of side communities that kind of, uh, that kind of splintered off of the main one. Um, this is where the Scrubs community started off, right? Was there's a whole lot of new runners who have recently picked up the game and feel like they couldn't ask questions in the main Discord or they felt like they weren't ever going to get like an opportunity to be part of the community. And so they kind of broke off and became their own community almost. Um, this is like, this is one of those things where I think a lot of it depends on who you talk to as well, because there will be some people who will say, oh, if you have a question, just ask and people will answer. And then there will be other people who don't want to deal with constant questions and will point like, I guess part of this is like the distinction between strat discussion and gameplay support and people will be like, oh, this is a question for that channel. And it's like, but what's the distinction here? Uh, is there a difference between like a beginner strat being part of like the support? Um, so I know um, one of the other randomizer communities that I kind of briefly looked into has a, I can't remember what they call it, but they have a section specifically for newcomers, for newer players. And the only people with access to that channel are people who specifically request access to it as a newer player, the mod teams, and chosen players who are picked out as like mentors to kind of coach and answer the questions. And they have like some custom races within those communities and some as part of the wider community. It means that they can talk in like the results channels with their own kind of styles and setups separately to the runners who are a little more experienced. Uh, on the one hand, I really like that idea. And on the other hand, we just got finished talking about how cluttered the Discord server is. And I'm not sure adding an entirely new section to it is the solution. <laughs> but I feel like there's something there to work with. And it kind of on a slight tangent here, and I know, I'm sure you'll have something to say about this, but like, one of the first things I learned with this community, okay, I'm going to call out like some specific person here, not in a bad way, you'll, I'm sure you'll appreciate this. I had conversations with people about the community recently, and the two names that we came up with as like the polar opposites were you and Duke, where Duke comes across as really, really lighthearted until you talk to him seriously and then he's terrifying and <laughs> and i feel like people see that you're the head admin and see like how much you do as part of like zsr and for the random for otr and everything and are like immediately intimidated and then actually talking to you you're like the most chill person <laughs> and yeah. so it's it's really intriguing to me that these side communities fractured off kind of as much as they did and i i know that you know if there is a way to tie it back as basically making it one community with different sections as opposed to kind of 
three separate communities, which is kind of how it feels a lot of the time at the moment, that that would be ideal. That would be perfect. All right. So this is this is multiple topics, but um, yeah. first first and foremost, I just had to laugh because. <laughs> um, that's pretty much exactly the characterization of myself that I always hear. Like, best example was like, I believe it was Drew at HEDQ this year who met me and was actually scared to talk to me. <laughs> Drew told me this story. Yeah. And he told me too. And he was like, yeah, if I only knew that you are such a chill person. <clears throat> and I hear this all the time, actually. Like, um, a few months ago, I actually had a meeting with like the admins of the Scraps community and they were like, yeah, we had a few ideas, but we were too scared to message you. And I'm like, guys, are you like, are you serious right now? I mean, what you just said about me being basically super chill, um, is true. And whenever I say, if you want to talk to me, my DMs are always open and I, there's never a DM that I do not reply to, no matter how random it might be. Um, and yeah, it mostly comes like with my history, I guess, and my positions that I acquired over the years, but it's interesting. Um, as for the um, FFRON FF render concept, yay, more channels, yes, might be true, but the idea is still nice, and given that only a few selected people and the newcomers that request it actively are going to have access to it, I actually kind of like the concept. Um, it actually might be a way to tie a few of the people that were too scared to actually join the OTR main community and instead went for scrubs because, and I heard this criticism quite often the main discord mostly cares about like the top players that's a valid concept to like invite them back and have like a, a spear a sphere for them where they feel at home and where they feel heard and if we find a few and it shouldn't just be like two or three but it should be like a dozen i want to say um experienced players that are willing to take on that duty. I think it's a great idea. Um, it's obviously a lot of work, so I could understand everybody that says, no, I, that's not for me. But if we find a few dedicated people, I like this approach. Because um, there's many, many, many people um that have been playing for a long time and still are like in scrubs tier uh lost place tier and could benefit a lot from like a mentoring program of any kinds of sorts i mean me and soda have both done coaching sessions with different players within the last like like half a year ago for me and about what like two weeks for you soda <laughs> Yeah, the weeks just kind of flash by me like a old-timey comic strip. I feel you. But yeah, I did that recently with uh, Spell, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, they requested me to do it, so I was like, I wasn't even thinking about it as a 
possibility really i mean i i know a few people have done it before but um yeah it was it was cool i mean i had to be you know a little bit extra patient obviously you know overlook some things that are obvious errors but they probably know about that already you know as far as execution goes um and so i don't know I, I think overall i would definitely do it again i think i'm planning to do it again um with them or somebody else sometime soon but uh it just um it was nice just you know kind of giving back and you know someone that wants to get actively better you know you know, you can knock on my door anytime. <laughs> so that's kind of what the podcast is mm-hmm. kind of even for in the in the first place, right? Is try to get people together, try to get people better. So I think that all checked all the boxes off for me, but it was it was fun. I like it. I actually have a few ideas about this, so I actually will put that on my note sheet. Um, because I really like the idea. Um, and there's so much potential in this way. You could actually like build this up. Like you could have dedicated um, streams that go over the past weekly, featuring the top players, and basically going all out, having them there and explaining their routing and why they decided to do what, and right. going over their strats. Melrose um, did a video on a weekly when he got a couple of months ago, and like. Even as somebody who's been racing for quite a long time, that was really insightful seeing exactly what decisions led to which like paths. Not just in the sense of, oh, it worked in this race, but also like seeing the decision making and how it influences your thoughts. And stuff like that is the kind of stuff that could be tied in and bought into all of this. And like specific coaching sessions, you know, do an entire lecture on how to understand the spirit temple's key logic. Great. How many people would be down for that? Yeah, I I love that idea. So I'll definitely pick that up. Um, it's nothing that will be decided before everything is in place again, before stuff and support and new chambers in place. But it could be like a cool <clears throat> first project for the new staff because I kind of like it. And I guess part of that is that it it spawns from you know that's where the Scrubs community kind of spawned from, right? And so. There's that kind of, I guess, level of integration there that kind of see how much they would want to get involved with something like that and how much they do with that. Um, And I think that's one of the really intriguing things with all of this to me is the kind of, I keep referring to them as splintered communities, as like side communities. that kind of branched off from the main one. And it's really interesting to me seeing those kick up while numbers elsewhere are dropping. And it's it's really difficult for me from a mostly outside perspective here. I'm not really involved in either of the side communities. I've kind of taken a bit of a step back from a lot of the kind of main Discord stuff over the last couple of months and kind of you know, I'm like leaning back into it now, kind of. <laughs> um, but it's seeing, trying to figure out whether more communities has led to that burnout or whether the burnout has led to more communities. Oh, that's actually a tough question. <clears throat> I, 
I think the main point that led to more communities was people being not happy and partially even a little angry <clears throat> about the direction that the main Discord took um, with like uh, focus on things that wasn't the right one, um, not enough inclusion and not enough involvement of not the top 20 or not the top 30 um, with, the, with the desire for the not top players to have a competitive scene as well um, and I think that's these are the main points. It's also the point where I, why I think that these communities are not simply coming back or should even come back Obviously, I would love more involvement, and it would probably be a cool and nifty concept and idea to bring back the tournament stuff that they do, like Rando Rando does it, um, which I absolutely adore. Um, but I think that the communities itself, especially Scrubs, um, developed their own dynamic and their own key interests and basically key dynamics that make them a valid individual community that actually even surpasses the limits of OTR, <clears throat> which is why like reuniting the communities as a whole doesn't really seem like a valid concept to my, uh, to, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I again, I'm mostly talking about this from like, from the outside looking in. It feels a lot like the Scrubs community started off as a lot of kind of newer runners looking for a place where they could talk about the race and improve and race against people of a similar skill level, and has kind of just evolved into its own community that isn't just an OOTR community, it's a community, the end. Um, and so it's it's now that interesting dilemma of like trying to integrate the idea of like the, con the original concept within the main Discord so that the problem doesn't happen again without impacting the community that they have developed there. Um, that's that's probably the way to go. Um, it's obviously quite hard to, well, it's not hard to invite them back, but it's hard to actually give them reason to return and to focus their main attention on the main Discord again. Um, <clears throat> for OTR, at least, um, which is what would be the optimal outcome, I want to say. Um, but that's obviously not really easy to do. If um, and that that also comes like the entire fraction and the fact that these communities grew a lot more and into a lot more than just an OTR site section for um, the lesser skilled or newer runners, um, that actually comes with quite a few problems, uh, which I think we will touch on a little later. Um, so it's. It's quite a difficult topic, a topic actually, in my opinion. Yeah, like 
I guess one of the concerns, and I have to, I really have to emphasize here, I do not think this has happened at all yet. It's more a case of if it does happen in the future, is if a community fractures off and then something happens there that is like reflects badly on the commute like the community as a whole it's like it also feels harder to kind of maintain things if it is so fractured and divided which plus it's just less fun for everyone i love the rando rando way of handling this i i most slight tangent but one of my absolute favorite things over the last few months has been being in the random settings, random random channels, when there hasn't been a restream of a race, and people coming into the results channel three hours later and being like, oh, okay, I have 1,400 new messages to catch up on. Because everybody is just talking, and there's people from all kind of ranges of like the community you've got top runners from tournaments you know you've got what the hells who's made grand finals twice you've got like people who basically have never touched a weekly in their life you've got people who are just learning and wanting to find out more and you've got a lot of like kind of big community names who aren't good runners or good runners but not the top and it's just a such a wide range of people and everyone is just talking constantly and I love seeing that and I feel like I I feel like the fact that right now it's just rando rando and weeklies and then the like casual channels and that's it that there's something missing there and rando rando's kind of showed that that kind of thing can work. It can be handled effectively with these little bubbles of organization. Yeah, I think I think it would be a cool idea to <clears throat> try the same concept for the other side gigs that we have. Um, mostly or or like one hundred percent focused on the competitive aspect of them, because taking away the communities that they created is just not an option and nothing I want and nothing that I think is feasible. But um, bringing back like the tournament part or like the competitive part of it comes with a comes with a multitude of of advantages to everybody, um, including the extra exposure to these tournaments. Because um, that's something that people talk to me about a lot. That the co-op tournament that's currently running just went by so many people that wanted to participate but just didn't know this because it didn't happen in the main Discord. Um, and Rando Rando, everybody knows about Rando Rando, and I mean, it's fantastic. So that's definitely an option, I think, I, and something that we should pursue. It's obviously hard to go back in that sense, but if people are interested, my <laughs> and we're going back to that what I said earlier, my door is always open, and uh, so is ATZs now. Um, who obviously has a lot more perspective regarding OTR racing. Um, so yeah, that I I would love to see that. For at least from my perspective, because um, I'm part of the organizing team for the random settings stuff going on. Um, 
at least for how I see it, we're pretty chill for the most part. We just want to race. So, we, I don't know. We just never found a solid reason to have a separate Discord server. It definitely came up. And we'd ask the question, and I was like, well, I, I felt like there should have been a, a separate Discord server originally, but then we started discussing it for like maybe 30 minutes or something, and we like came to the conclusion, well, I mean, they already have all the infrastructure. We just have to ask if it's a possibility, right? And so we did, and it worked out from there. I mean, I get, like, there wasn't really any extraneous reasons i don't know we just never came up with it yeah all right so still on the topic of the kind of community burnout here um you know we've mentioned random settings we've mentioned the co-op tournament i think those are the two biggest ones here standard standard settings <laughs> This, this is, I have a lot to say about this, but this is a very kind of, I want to say contentious topic right now. Um, there are a lot of people talking about, oh, how do we change the next, like, season four settings to be more interesting? Or people who are, I never want to play a weekly again. You know, I like, there have been some very big runners, some very, like, prominent, and not just not just top runners, but people who race, you know, have raced like pretty much every weekly for the last year are now going, I don't know if I want to ever do a weekly again. And that is a serious, serious problem. Um, and that has probably contributed pretty heavily to the burnout of a community because if you're not enjoying the races you're doing, why are you doing them? And if you're not enjoying the races and you're not doing the races, then how involved in the community are you? Yeah. Um, let's, I mean, let's be blunt and let's just face it. Standard in its current state with the current settings that we use just sucks. It, I, it just, it's so just. I kind yeah. of disagree. I kind of disagree a bit. Only a bit. I will say, I don't enjoy standard right now. I will say that first and foremost. Okay. More, I enjoy other settings more. Um, it it sure what? does the job right. Uh, sorry, just, just before I forget it. It sure does the job right of allowing it to everybody to play. Like, right. it, that's, that's the one thing it does right. The problem I see is that it makes Rando insanely predictable that after basically a year and a half of the same settings, it's the matter is 100% figured out and there's barely any surprises. And hints are so powerful that it's basically just running around, reading text and knowing what to do. Um, it's, it's interesting you say that because there are some people who really think the hints are too weak at the moment. Wow, okay. Yeah, it, like this is the thing. I think standard has a lot of nuance to it. People have been complaining about the opening routes for the last year. But honestly, the fact that they're still evolving to me says there's something good there. Like, I think standard as a point of entry is incredible. 
I think the idea for standard was it was always, you know, it was it was based on the old accessible rule set, weekly settings, anyone should be able to pick up and play kind of thing. And it's kind of kept that idea, but shifted a little towards the experience of the community. And the problem now is we're at a point where whichever way you shift, you're alienating a group. If you shift it back towards the newcomers, you lose a lot of the people who've been playing for years and are sick of standards as it is, it's solved, it's the same thing every time, etc. If you shift it slightly harder, you don't get new people coming in. So my idea for this, anyway, hear me out on this, I've ran, again, I've vented to a lot of people about this one, this is like my big, my big talking point right now. Standard should stay as a beginner-friendly rule set, uh, settings. Sorry, that one, that one always annoys me. I'll get to that later, I'm sure. <laughs> um, standard as it is right now, as a point of entry, is quite good. Within that, you probably remove a lot of the tricks that were added to standard, stuff like jumping up to the platform in Dodongo's Cavern. You probably don't put that as part of the logic. You scale it back down to newer players because you need the newer players to come in or the community can never grow. People are always going to have reasons to leave. Real life will take over. People will just stop playing over time. That's always going to happen. You need the new players coming in to keep things going. They need a place to join. The flip side to that is to what Link to the Past does. Crosskeys, Ambrosia, stuff like that. There are so many different styles of races and the number of different options and settings within OOTR that are just not being utilized at the moment. And I guess Rando Rando kind of shows just how much there is that can be done. But I, the idea of having different racing environments that appeal to different players, giving a way to showcase more of the randomizer and get more people involved because they're not just seeing the same thing every time, and also, it lets you have kind of different styles of tournaments, like seasonal approaches and stuff. So you can have like, oh, for the next six months, our kind of we're going to try out this racing environment. And if people like it, we can keep it around. And if people don't like it, we'll cycle it out for a new one. And kind of having like community votes on the sort of things to bring in and stuff like that. Um, community votes by settings as a whole as opposed to like vote yes or no on each setting because then I think you just end up with mostly weekly but having different opportunities and different styles of race now obviously the issue with this is that's kind of already been done Freaky Friday was kind of that idea uh, the shuffled settings ladder is another part of that but I think part of it is that you have to have an end goal. You have to have a tournament or a league or something at the end of it, or people will just not care that much. Um, yep. Like, if you look at the, the numbers for Freaky Friday races, they started off pretty good. Um, I think about a month ago, there was a restream where the four people on the restream were the four people in the race. The, the numbers dwindled so quickly 
in part because there was no end goal to it. So the idea of kind of seasonal tournaments to firstly fill the gaps between the big standard tournaments, but also to kind of keep hold of a lot of those players who are kind of fed up with standard, are kind of done with the same old tried and tested settings that we've been doing for two years. But I don't think the solution is just to get rid of standard because you need somewhere for newer players to join. So um, first and foremost, I got to give you the big old sender command because I hate I, I hate that command, and I was going to rant about it later, <laughs> but I hate that command, because, I, okay, I don't hate the command, I hate the way it's generally used. That's it's technically different. true, though. Huh? It's, it's technically true, though. It's just facts. I, I corrected myself. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess we all agree that <clears throat> the standard rule set doesn't particularly need Desperately need changes, although I know that the fire entry into Shadow um, is something that people really disagree about, and like many people think it should be included, and many think it shouldn't be. But it's not like standard as a rule set is fundamentally wrong. I just think that, and you touched on the link to the past randomizer, um, the weekly settings are not doing the overall competitive development of the community any good right now. Um, I think that we should um, make standard the standard uh, um, and just actually develop a set of presets like a link to past randomizer does um, with Ambrosia, with cross keys, as you said, and then not just make them and then never touch them again, but also support them with races. Um, there's a good reason that Alink in the past randomizer went with daily races and still does daily races um, all the time, just because it allows people um, on an actual scheduled um, uh, pattern to go through different settings. And I think that's something that we should consider. Obviously, we we at a point right now with OTR where we can't do like daily restreams of daily races. Um, that wouldn't work, but I still think that this is the way to go. Actually, create concepts of presets <clears throat> that are not just top of the spectrum, bottom of the spectrum, but actually interesting game modes like random settings, like um, different sanities, like just combinations of settings that just make sense and feel interesting and then just make them popular by having them run run daily on like a cycle like the like the letter does it um but as a community growing experience with like community race i think that's a cool idea um and it would definitely help getting people into new settings because and that's where i go, go back to the current weekly settings I think the current weekly settings are figured out. Um, it's it's a great thing, and it should stay for newcomers, and the newcomers should still have their chance to play them and have the weekly for that. But I don't think that it's good to keep our undivided attention to the weekly settings as they are right now. And that's why I kind of want to make sure 
it's obviously a community decision, but I will heavily, heavily advertise it that the next tournament season isn't standard weekly. Because it's getting stale. And I know why people select it all the time. It's the safe bet. It's predictable or as predictable as Rando gets right now. Um, it's something where people know for sure that they will do good if they are good. Um, and in the end, it's always a little bit about exposure, obviously. But I think that it would hurt the competitive scene, especially the top and the mid card, to do another tournament of these settings. Um, which is why I think that it would be cool to have um, more variety in our weekly races, maybe by switching them to daily and maybe not doing two restreams a week, but maybe three or four. Um, uh, uh, like under the week, like maybe two or three extra. Uh, and then basically develop stuff from there. I never would love, I, I, I absolutely need to ensure, and I think that's what we all need to do, ensure that there's a welcoming point for new new players and like a racing scene for new players, which is what we talk about in depth. Um, but it shouldn't be exclusively because, I mean, everybody notices that like the top players that you got to know over the two years mostly just vanished by now, like from standard. Um, and that's alarming, in my opinion. Um, and I think standard, as a rule set, is mostly something that everybody agrees on can be used and is okay. It isn't perfect, but it comes with like trade-offs that everybody can accept. The settings, however, need changes, need a little more action, lead, lead a little more, a little less predictability, I think. Um, You're more ambitious on this than I was. I thought I was going on the deep end here, but <laughs> no, I yeah, I completely agree on that. I I think as far as you're saying about the next tournament, there's that kind of dynamic at the moment where people are you know expecting a season four by the end of the year, and you know between getting a new chamber set of chamber applications and getting people in and getting the settings figured out for a new tournament and everything it's maybe the next one would have to be standard just by merit of there not being enough time between now and when people want the tournament to happen but at least getting that ball rolling on okay what other settings are interesting you know i said i've spoken to people about this recently and the two big things that keep coming up are some kind of beatable only people are a big fan of beatable only right now because it's people who have been playing for years understand the logic inside out that's the biggest reward in beatable only is knowing when you're going out of logic and when you're not um and the other one is triforce hunt because it plays completely different to everything else in the randomizer i want scrub 70. i love scrub 70. <laughs> So it's it's interesting to me. I, I think this stemmed from the multi-world tournament, and I think it kind of extends into the co-op tournament a little bit. 
I think a lot of the races that have had those extra things, like Scrubs, like Dungeon Skulls, like Shops, have played very safe with it because they don't want to alienate those newer players. And it's, again, getting caught in that awkward bubble between there's a lot of new content to learn, but people are bored of, like, the standard weeklies. Um, I don't know if Scrubs alone are enough, but, like... Probably not. Probably included with some other stuff. I like skulls, but skulls also are either yeah. too much or not enough, depending the, on how you do them. Like, as me being like a, a sanity only player that never plays standard, but or like normal seats, but just always like held sanities apparently, because uh, that's all I can do. Um, I think it gives Durando so much flavor. Um, it's obviously hard to find the balance. And that's something, again, where I think the next chamber will have to work hard <clears throat> to figure out where like the sweet spot is. Yeah, there has to be a good spot in between the current weeklies and rando rando. <laughs> there is something in there somewhere. There's somewhere. Somewhere within that vague, <laughs> just... Rando, Rando, it could uh, be anything. It could be a weekly. Abyss. <laughs> yeah, so it could be. Uh, we've had a couple of seeds that have come very close to weekly settings, but have like, you know, All Skulls or Sog Sanity or some like dreadful, you know, <laughs> all-encompassing, you know, kind of takes control of the whole seed, right? It becomes all about that kind of a setting. So I think it's important to add things that still add, you know, competitive viability, but also are welcome to new welcoming to new players or not like you know caught off guard like you know skull location is probably not a great one for overworld um you know dungeons have been tried with co-op which has been yeah, relatively right. good but um you know dungeons i think are too powerful in <laughs> weekly settings so they're just not yep all you do is rush dungeons you read your hints do your way the heroes and you find your last item somewhere random i guess um and it's if something like this happens i will argue to the end of the earth to not include song sanity because it just takes away any consistency in racing song sanity song sanity was always one of the worst options i believe um but the other sanities are all interesting i maybe except for cow sanity um i think all of them can be interesting although um i think that skull sanity or like um in general, um, anything that prolongs the average seed length by too much is the wrong way to go. Um, but something that brings us closer to four hours again, oh, like 340 on average, um, that seems legit. Um, I, <clears throat> I just don't think, and I'm not sure anybody would disagree when I say that, I just don't think that having another, another standard weekly season four is doing anybody a favor, including the game itself. Um, and you're hitting home with, the, with this for me, Yoshi, because I spent the past few weeks talking uh, to quite a few people about this um, from the racing scene. Um, so... This is not coming out of nowhere for me, as you can tell. 
but yeah. yeah, I expect I expect rather major changes. Um, one thing that comes with this is that we probably need to stop um, considering only community races that are restreamed as important community races. I think that's an issue we made quite early. Um, and it's probably, or in my opinion, it's the wrong approach. Um, there should be a lot more community races. There should be a lot, maybe even daily races that are planned out, um, even if they are not restreamed. Um, I think this helps the community grow together as well. Um, and it's not dependent on ZSR to do a restream. Um, although I want to do more of these um, variety races, of course, but still. Uh, I think that's one thing that we need to stop worrying about and just focusing on getting more settings into our daily driving. Because um, only then people can actually decide what they want for the tournament. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's yeah. part of how I kind of solved my burnout when I was only playing weekly, weekly only settings. And then sometimes I would play like weird settings, you know, as kind of like experimental races and those were quite fun um you know everything including up to like decoupled races and like stuff like that that uh is very not beginner friendly but um you know just having that variety available i think is really important having the lines of communication between people that actively race and people that uh, make the changes or you know facilitate the changes that's really important and I, th I think a lot of racers right now, they do want change to standard and maybe have more options like that. But they don't know exactly how to go about it. Um, they don't know where to communicate that to really properly. Um, so I think having that kind of a thing is a really important aspect of that. I mean, so related to that, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit in our in our like notes but uh related to that i do want to say one thing here that um i think that's a problem that a lot of people have at the moment on the whole is people want things to change but don't know how to implement change and i think another part of it is that there's a lot of small barriers kind of a lot of people mostly if, if I'm entirely honest here, I think mostly self-inflicted barriers um, between people and the changes they want to happen. So, you know, I said I've been talking to people recently about the ideas of, like, different races and getting, like, different settings going. Um, I know I spoke to Sponge about a shuffled ladder race he did with cola well that had really fun settings so i was like hey this looked cool i'll we'll try that and we spoke to drew and it was one of the freaky friday races um i know i've spoken to fq started looking at triforce hunt and we started talking about the options with that and he's spoken to a couple of other people about those settings and it's it's just literally seeing a racing environment that you think looks cool and going how can i optimize this how can i make it interesting and a lot of people, I think, right now are going, I don't like standard, so I'm going to stop playing. Rule set and setting. Mm -hmm. Rule set and setting. <laughs> Get out. 
<laughs> okay, I'll leave I'm it. I'm saying standard. Standard. The problem with standard as a term right now, by the way, this is like unrelated to everything. Standard is used for both the racing settings and the rule set. People use it for both. Do you, don't they? Don't they use weekly for the settings though? Most people say the standard weekly settings because you have to, or else you close. If I say the standard settings, I I mean the weekly ones. You get you get standard. But it's the standard settings. They are the they are the default settings. I mean standard not as like standard with a lowercase s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the point being, I I want to see how how do we get people to want to be more involved, and. I think this this extends to a lot of things, right? Is people who are looking at the current settings and going, oh, I don't enjoy this, so I'm not going to play at all. And not actually going, I don't enjoy this, so I'm going to start races with settings I do enjoy. Um, people who, and I know this is a big problem that we've had with the podcast, because um, obviously I feel like it's worth saying here, we've had a lot of the same problems, right? We put out an application form looking for more people to join us here because we kind of burned out. We're, we're basically down to, I'd say, two and a half people at this point. <laughs> and we put out the application form and nobody applied. And when I spoke to a couple of people who I thought would be really good for it, they were like, oh, I considered it but I didn't think I'd be good enough or I didn't think I'd have the time or I thought other people would be better. And it's, it's how do you get people to make that extra push and go, I don't have much time, but I'll do what I can and take that tiny bit of the load off of everyone else. Because even a little bit of help is better than nothing. And it all kind of ties into the same thing. It's getting people to if people have a problem, getting people to at least take a small step to fix that problem, as opposed to just going, there's a problem, I'm out. I mean, th this is kind of covered in a lot of areas, right? We've seen this with lower volunteer numbers recently. Um, commentary, I think, has picked up again a bit over the last few weeks. It did, but yeah. There was definitely a period of time where commentary was struggling. Um, I'm, I've, I've not been a restreamer. I don't know about the restream side of things as much. Same thing. But I've heard some stories there. Yeah, I've heard it's been a struggle at times. <clears throat> Tracking, yeah. I think, is generally good. Tracking tends to be pretty on top of things. Um, but yeah, there's, there's clearly problems around the community with how to get people involved, even if it's just every now and then, little bursts here and there. I think I think there's a few a few things that actually play into this. Um, one thing that actually hit everybody and everything in our communities is that COVID actually had a massive influence on right. people's motivation to do anything. Um, there was this phase around. April and even start of May where like everybody was just at home and everybody wasn't sick of it yet and they just spent so much time and even money and like uh, were super motivated to just help out with stuff and then it basically died um, 
everybody was sick of being at home, of being stuck at home, and then even like working in quotation marks. Um, and it really hurt. Like restreaming got seriously hard because many people were just out of the window. Commentary and uh, tracking uh, wasn't was even worse than any other community that ZSR is involved in than in OTR. Uh, especially Crosskeys had major issues in the beginning. Um, and then OTR hit as well. Although in OTR, I think there is more problems. Um, one thing for commentary is that we never really had a way of giving um, volunteers um, a chance to provide feedback. Um, there's just cases where working out with other volunteers doesn't work out. Um, there's cases where um, you're just fed up with stuff or where you think it's getting stale or where you think the current style that um, everybody is following is not fitting you or not fitting what you think the community should do. And there wasn't really any way of voicing that feedback except for like talking to me, which many people don't do as we talked about earlier um, or don't dare to do. Um, and I think that's something that needs to change. So one thing that I can already share that I plan on doing, especially for commentary, is um, providing a, a feedback form that only myself, ATZ, and maybe one or two staff members that will be responsible for volunteer selection will have access to where people can actually voice their concerns or um what actually troubles them um and also we should be more on top of things regarding activity um it's not about removing people that have taken a month off cuz that can be actually healthy and good for people at some time but people that have been out and nowhere to be seen for a long time should just be removed cuz it's really like a burden for everybody else um, it gives a false sense of security um, that there's enough people around. It also feels shitty to the people that put in the time week after week after week. Um, and there's just a few things where we just were, yeah, let's face it, lazy in our handling of volunteers. I never think that we treated um, volunteers poorly. There's different examples of communities that did that way worse, like Link to the Past randomizer in some, uh, at some point and in some form or fashion. Um, but there's still stuff that need, we need to optimize. I still don't have a solution for the lack of new people coming in. Um, that's obviously rough. And also, I don't have a solution for people just leaving um, and not returning, because that's just really difficult. I mean, we're relying on volunteers here, and um, the system is, in my opinion, it's sickening, but because there should be more rewards for what they do, but I just don't have an alternative yet. And um, I don't see one on the horizon, to be frank. Um, but it's sometimes hard to understand, to understand what troubles the volunteers. And I wish I had a better way of like figuring that out. And I'm more than happy and willing to try. Um, and there's another thing. Um, that I think we would touch on anyways. Well, I will just bring it up. Obviously, with the community splitting that we talked about, 
uh, volunteers are either performing double duty or are actually deciding for one um, franchise in quotes or like for one tourney or something. Mm -hmm. And that's um, a problematic thing as well, because that's actually nothing that any of the side communities already want, like taking um, resources, again, um, in quotes, uh, from the others, uh, away from the others. Uh, mm -hmm. But it's just something that happens, um, I, which is yeah. another point. It is definitely something I've noticed, and part of me wonders whether the problem there is people not realizing just how low the numbers are getting at times. Um, but yeah, everything is handled by volunteers, and volunteers are not easy to come by, as I'm sure everybody involved in those communities knows. So and it's another reason that I think kind of trying to integrate those communities in some way would help everyone, because it means, sure, you have more restreams, but you have more volunteers for each one, so you've got more flexibility on time slots, and yeah. Um, I think there's a lot that could be done within that. Um, I, do, I will agree with you that I think, generally speaking, the handling of volunteers in OTR has been incredible. Um, and, you know, one of the things I was going to bring up at some point was, like, we're talking about runners burning out and getting kind of tired of the settings and everything, but the volunteers are doing the same at times. And for the most part, that's solved by, you know, step away, take a break, come back as and when you feel you can. And that's fine. And I think generally speaking, like people are good at encouraging that. People are good at kind of keeping tabs on that. And people are kind of good at monitoring that themselves and knowing their own limits the part where it struggles is when you get to things like from what i've heard in particular restreamers above all else where the numbers are low enough that it's you just have to find someone or it doesn't happen and people kind of end up i guess feeling pressured into it because there's nobody else who can cover it, and I guess they technically can, so they will kind of thing. Yeah. But again, um, that's, in, that's, that's one, mostly solved by getting more people in. There's one more thing that I forgot about earlier, um, which also influences this. Um, I think that we kind of pushed ourselves into a corner. Um, in some regard, OTR volunteer coverage, and I'm mostly talking commentary coverage right now, got overly meme in the past six months to an extent where some people didn't feel comfortable about it anymore. And that's not a good sign because really there's, there's no need to make it only um, Mimi. Although many people in the audience want it, it shouldn't be the focus. Everybody should be allowed and happy to have their own commentary style and they should be all be involved. And there was people, um, I know of people that were actually mad about the selections um, for commentary for the grand final of season, season three, for example. Um, just because it wasn't focused on knowledge and information and 
giving people a good rundown of what actually makes OTR, but on pure entertainment value. And that can be really frustrating and demotivating. Right. Um, I, think, and I think in particular, I, so I will firstly, I will fully own up to being somebody who was frustrated by that. And I've heard that from a few other people. Um, I think having like the kind of over the top meme style is fine, but it's getting that balance. And I think there's a lot of people who feel like they struggle to get points in through that sometimes, or who feel like it's too weighted towards that at times. Um, but then, and I know we spoke about this briefly before, um, I know I've spoken to quite a lot of people about this, is the idea of sometimes through no fault of any of the people involved, there are some people that you just don't work well with. I know I have a couple of people that, no, no offense to them, I do not want to do commentary with. Um, just because of different styles. And I think it's good to have that kind of opportunity to say, I don't want to be with this sort of style or this, like, this group necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, because screw then... you, Emotoda. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, and I guess that in and of itself also solves one of those problems because if people think that there's a chance they'll be there for three, four hours with somebody that they maybe kind of clash with or feel like they're just kind of unable to talk for three hours, then they're not going to want to sign up. If they know that's not going to happen, you get more volunteers and less burnout across the board. Yeah. That's something that we should tackle with the um, like feedback form that I talked about. I, uh, I, that's one of the parts where I think this is really good and will help just so people can actually voice these concerns and these problems that they have without it actually leading to like conflict. Um, mm -hmm. It can be good to actually solve this in a one-on-one -on -one if there's actually like something personal involved, but that's not always the case. And in these cases, there should be an alternative. I think that's a good way to like push um, through and making it easier and less like straining or frustrating for volunteers, besides us working on our priorities for volunteer selection um, and maybe changing our style a little because, um, yeah, it got too much for sure um, to some extent. And yeah, I'm, that's something I need, uh, I need to blame myself for mostly because I didn't react to it fast enough um, and stopped it. and. Um, that kind of led to a grand final where we could have chosen many really good commentators that just are good for a grand final because they give a lot of expertise um, instead of going full out meme, which I wasn't around for the grand final, sadly, and uh, I didn't react to it afterwards. So that was something I actually uh, am a little mad at myself about or for. Um, so yeah, that's something that, that, that was a really important point that I wanted to touch on because I think it's important. I guess on a kind of similar tangent to that, uh, I know I said earlier 
like I'm very involved with a certain part of the community. I'm very like active within certain crowds. And then there are other people that I talk to a lot less. So where I say, you know, oh, I've spoken to people about issues with commentary and things like that. I've spoken to a select group about issues with commentary. And so I do think having kind of not not anonymous, but like a very or maybe anonymous uh, form to kind of, or like method to bring forward like issues is a good idea. And yeah, if that isn't if it isn't feasible to have it be anonymous, at least having each kind of group within the community represented somewhere so that you know, if people don't feel comfortable, so, okay, I'm going to avoid naming names here, but I know there's a problem that I brought up to someone before, and their response was, oh, I'm really surprised nobody spoke to me about this. And it's, it's that kind of, not everyone knows everyone. And as long as you can get to where it needs to go, that's what matters. Yep. And um, that's why, uh, that's why I um and that actually brings us to the next topic so i am i don't want to spoil it i guess but that's why i think that uh having a dedicated set of people that are mainly involved with that and not just one person but actually like two or three people that that who, whose main job is to actually take care of the volunteers and listen to their concerns and like um steering the volunteer selections and volunteer um vibe in the correct direction um is important and that's um another part that we want to do with the the perch right now is that, that basically staff is more specialized in what they do um and more focused on individual parts instead of everybody doing everything um and i think that's one thing that will help with that a lot actually yeah that does bring us pretty neatly onto i guess the idea of having those more focused roles um which i guess we kind of touched upon a bit earlier with uh the overlap between the chamber and mods or the chamber and support at times or like support and mods to some extent i guess is part of the way to avoid that overlap i think is to really focus in on what each person is doing and so for example i said with the chamber uh, when I applied initially, my view was I've been hosting tournaments for as long as I can remember. I've done it all the time on old sites and communities and whatever. I want to get really involved in tournament organization and hosting. And then when other topics came up, I was a little more clueless and I was really quiet for a long time in the chamber um, because I I just wasn't, I didn't know how to like, you know, I I. I wasn't used to handling announcements. I wasn't used to like handling a lot of the bigger things. I was used to just kind of dealing with people on a day-to-day -day basis and knowing how to host this tournament and write the rules in a way that makes them a little harder to exploit. That had other problems, but we'll ignore those. <laughs> um, yeah. I do think the focus roles, and so for example, with support, I think there was a lot of overlap between just support as a role and not that breakdown between setup and gameplay, for example, and maybe the community as part of that. 
So as you all probably noticed, the um, the application form that we had or that we have already um, brought up a few points that go into this direction of like focusing the work more and like bringing out individual strengths more. Um, and I think that's where we are going. Uh, that doesn't just involve um, moderation, channel moderation, or like support work where you specify on gameplay or support uh, or setup. Um, but it also involves these things where um, it would be great to have um, folks on moderation who actually take on different tasks, um, mainly like volunteer selection um, and uh, like managing the volunteer process. And it would be also cool to have a few like dedicated groups or task forces um, on the new chamber that actually focus on things like tournament organization, like rules discussion, like emulated testing um, that uh, although I still think that everybody that comes onto these groups should have a basic idea of what they're getting into as a as a group as like uh, uh, as like the entire team um but still i think that these specialized that this kind of specialization can help getting things done and keeping people on board for the entirety of their uh, of their stretch for the entirety of their um period where they are on um this is obviously a thing where there where we need to put a lot of thought and a lot of um thinking um about how to even structure it in um but if it's done correctly it will just with a snap of the finger basically get rid of many issues that we already have because these are not like fundamental issues of the community but just handling and organization issues that lead to these problems that we see now um if you get what i mean and like yeah i do think it's it's kind of clear seeing a lot of that impact um stop me if i'm not allowed to say this i'm going to draw back the curtain a little bit and say with the uh chamber applications for example go ahead it's fine as far as people reapplying from the original chamber, there were what two, three? I believe three, yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that was people who got involved for one reason, but then didn't want to be involved with other stuff. And it's, I think, if you took the way things were moving now and went back to that original chamber and said, how many of you want to reapply? Obviously, there would be some people who just won't. Um, but I think the number would be closer to like seven or eight than three. I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, the best example of this, and I can tell it, I guess, because it's not a secret, um, is ATZ. Um, yeah. ATZ, ATZ has not been active around anything in OTR for quite some time. He has not been racing anymore. He's not been active in the chamber for the past few months. Um, neither had he been active as a mod before he dropped the mod role. 
and what came up in the past few days where we talked about how he can uh, contribute actually the past few weeks is that um, in the roles that he had or that he was in, he just didn't see a way to actually contribute in a way that was meaningful. Um, and that's a problem that I think that many of the volunteers face. Um, and it's so easy to go around if you just make it clear what they what they come in for and what they need to do and what they should do and what they want to do, um, and then just structuring it and not just saying everybody's a mod, but everybody is part of the mod team, but ha he, this person has these jobs to do or um, these assignments and wants to do these things. Um, and wants to have this focus in their work. Um, and that's what we, if we just do that, I think that many, many things will come by itself if we push for it and keep it up and don't just drop it after a little bit because it's more work because it's for it is more work for sure right i i can say from experience of the chamber it took me a long time to kind of get involved in a lot of the discussions because i joined and immediately it was like oh this person is really good at this thing and this person's really good at this thing and this person's good at this and why am i here <laughs> And that was genuinely my initial reaction was I felt like I was okay at most stuff, but there was always somebody else handling it better. And it was only afterwards that I, like, when people started to drift, I was like, this is why I'm here. It's because just having one person doing each thing isn't enough. Um, so having little focused teams will really help with that because immediately everyone knows why they're there. Everyone knows why everyone else is there and who to communicate with about what and everything should assuming it all works as it's planned to everything should flow pretty neatly and i won't say fall perfectly into place i'm sure there will be problems but they should be a lot easier to resolve when they come up yeah that makes sense to me just kind of covering your bases more um giving people more a clear more more clear idea and kind of what they're not necessarily in control of but you know responsible for in the volunteer positions i think is important i think with that we covered everything we had written out before there are a lot of notes but i think we've we've covered just about everything here unless either of you want to add Anything extra that we've not touched on? Well, there's quite a few things that are currently going on. And honestly, um, I'm not sure if people are interested in this, but if they are, I'd be happy to return to this, um, even if um, not in this format, but in any other form, like talking about this process once we're closer to finishing it. Um, Obviously, many of the things that we currently do are still like, yeah, you're talking much, but show some results. Um, and I still, I still don't even know myself how it's going to pan out because this is a massive change right now. Um, but the ideas are pretty decent, I guess. And I really need to thank the few people that had the guts to, co to come to me and say, yo, this is not right. Um, there's things that need to change. 
That's going to do it for this week on the podcast. Thanks again to our guest, Tresco, for joining us. Sure. I had a blast. It was longer than I thought because um, I had so much to say, but I enjoyed any sec- every second of it, actually. Uh, and I guess normally right now, we would do uh, a drawback, I guess, a bit of the illusion here. We would normally do you know, a call to action like, uh, oh, go follow us on Twitter, go give us some feedback, whatever. But I, I guess in light of this episode and in light of everything here, the only thing it feels right to say right now is if you want to be more involved with this community in any way, now is the time to do it. Um, we don't know for sure what's happening with the podcast right now. For those of you who've kept up with the channel within the OTR Discord, we looked for new people, we didn't get new people, and we're kind of in desperate need of some some new content, some new editors in particular, audio editing, but just people to get involved and people to keep this going. Um, and obviously, you know, we've said a lot here about getting more involved with the community as a whole. So the only thing it feels right to say is get involved in any way you can. And we've got, you know, the podcast, the tournaments, the restreams, the community as a whole. Let's keep it going because we've got an amazing thing here. And with that, I'm Yoshi. I'm Emo Soda. And we'll see you all next time. Probably. On the Gossip Stone Podcast. <laughs>